0: This is Hawkside Guns podcast. Hello and welcome once again to Hawkside Guns podcast. Uh, I am Sean, in case you have forgotten, with me is Jake. It has been a while. It has. And really what we're doing here is uh, it took us this long to really do anything with uh, firearms or really get some stuff because there's... Uh...
1: There's nothing going on with firearms.
0: Well, there's no ammunition. You know, no. uh, there's we have we have done to ourselves, and I've said this time many times before. We have done to ourselves with ammunition, what in 2020 we did to ourselves with toilet paper.
1: Yes, everybody panicked, bought, and now there's none left.
0: And now there's none left. And the ammunition makers, I mean Remington, got bought out and shut down. And I mean their their new owner is you know trying to spin them up, and they're you know they're doing stuff and and all that kind of thing. Um, but Remington made a lot of ammunition. They didn't make any <laughs> for a little bit. Um, there's there's or very little uh, there's, you know, they're still trying to work with with pandemic rules and, and how that's going to work. And, and, you know, they actually did produce 30 percent more ammunition last year than uh, than normal. And that well, wasn't enough.
1: Um, I, you know I don't know about your Cabela's, but mine they've almost they they've taken the ammunition aisle, which used to be a an aisle for uh, handgun ammunition, two aisles for rifle ammunition, and then like two or three for shotgun ammunition, and they've got the entire thing down to one aisle now.
0: Oh, and that, it's, yeah, and, it's it, and that
1: aisle is still empty. Yeah. I mean if you if you got a shot if you got a 28 gauge shotgun you're actually okay.
0: Yeah, that is the only thing I can find universally. <laughs> it's 28 gauge ammunition. Um, uh, if,
1: if if you've got a 32 ACP handgun you're, or 25 ACP handgun, you're probably okay. Yeah, the
0: the the ammunition shortage really didn't hit Texas until December. Uh, we made it a lot further than everybody else. Yeah. Um,
1: and even the only rifle ammo that they had was um, uh, not even 22; it was 17.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like guns, nobody's gonna have. Uh, there's, and I just I haven't done much. I mean, I haven't done much shooting. I haven't done much anything because there's really no point to it. Uh, but even then,
1: you know, a lot of the firearm manufacturers themselves are starting to advertise what their next products are going to be, but. Everybody's like, who cares? Them. I
0: can't get any ammo for it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, so they haven't even bothered releasing them yet. I mean, Walther has a new handgun. Uh,
0: uh, um, oh, the PDP. Yeah. The... yeah,
1: and it actually looks really
0: cool. I know, I know. Um, I'm gonna have to and get and one and for sure. An in-
1: and an interesting step in, in how the grip works too. I mean, you, everybody's always kind of wondering where the next step they're gonna go in, you know, the handgun design. And the re- they're really going for is the idea of making it easier and quicker to how the grip fills to find the site when you lift it.
0: I, I, Walther has been doing some amazing technology advancements and feature enhancements in the last 10 years. They really have. And I'm a big fan of their handguns anyway, but the PDP looks amazing. Yeah.
1: I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to have one when it, when it finally comes.
0: Um, uh, just uh, like I, I was reading about it in, um, crap what's the the magazine um guns and ammo no it's it's one Field of the nra the no it's <laughs> one of the nra magazines anyway uh I was I re- like- american rifleman i was reading about it in there and i just i i was like oh wow i showed it to shannon and she she immediately goes well if i got one of those you could have mine
1: well, it, and, and the thing is, is that it's a, it, rather than the little single stack that she likes, it's a double stack that actually the way the grip is designed should actually fit her
0: hand. Yeah. Yeah. She's looking at that going, wow, I want one of those here. I'll give you my CCPM2. You could have yeah. that. And I want this. And I said, no. <laughs> if I'm buying a third, third <laughs> Walther, uh, no, I, I will have this. And...
1: Uh, yeah, but she has to actually carry it as a duty weapon.
0: Yeah, she mentioned that, and uh, she'll—I know she'll steal it. I mean, I, I'll like—I'll uh, open the case to go use it one day, you know, when we have ammunition, and it'll be the CCP in it, you know. Like, it, she'll just have the the other one in her holster. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I just didn't notice. Uh, yeah, she'll—it looks. It looks incredible. Uh, the The features that they put on it, and of course, they have the soft slides now, and the, they have mm-hmm. the, the very accurate trigger, and they have all these features that that Walther's kind of been compiling in the PPS, the PPQ, the CCP. All these, all these good attributes. You know, the uh, the the cocked indicator. The you know, all those cool features. They're just stacking it in one gun.
1: Well, Walther already had what was arguably the best striker fire trigger out there. And I do say arguably. I'm sure there's somebody who's listening to this. Hello, two of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, whose head just exploded when I suggested that Walther had the best trigger out there. Um, but arguably one of the best striker fire triggers out there, and they've managed to make it smoother.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's going to be very difficult for me not to get a hold of that either for me. Or hopefully she doesn't like it, uh, and or for my other half, uh, well, in which the, case the, I will finally have another, a Walther nine millimeter.
1: Well, the, the only you know saving grace you might have is the fact that it is going to be bigger than what she's used to carry.
0: Thank God, you know, like, um,
1: but 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 once again, that's the the one of the purposes to the new grip is it's supposed yeah, it's... to not make it feel as
0: big as it is. Right, and and that's part of the problem. Like people with smaller hands, like she doesn't actually mind. She can shoot a full sized. Nine millimeter service weapon. It's just that she can't hold the damn thing, right? The grip is normally too big for her. But if they fixed that, I I may be getting her old nine millimeter Walther instead of, which is the one I originally bought for myself because she was using the PK, and then I came home with the CCP, going, ah, look at this, and then she stole it, and then uh, now with the PDP, she's like, you should get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should get one. Like, I should pay for and then you're going to use it all the time. That's what I said. You should get one. Uh, but <laughs> regardless, um, I mean, it wouldn't matter now because it's, it's not like I could go shoot it. I mean, no. I have a couple of hundred rounds of 9mm and, and some, some uh, you know, decent defense ammo.
1: But it would cost you even for the um uh, uh, the full metal jacket and like a dollar <sighs> fifty a round to replace it oh, if you're lucky.
0: man, yeah. I mean, in the ammunition crisis, when, that's what it is. It's not going to get any time any any better anytime soon. I mean, you're looking at a year and a half easy uh, between now and the time that this thing starts backing off a little bit because people are still crazy and the people who who really go through a lot of ammunition like I. I'm not one of those ten thousand round a month people. Okay, no, I don't do that. But um, you know, with if you if you look at shotguns, um, I go through on, on a normal month in uh, Texas shooting weather. Okay, which is any time between really February March to November, uh, which is kind of the the times when you're outside. I probably go through i don't know 500 rounds of 12 gauge um a month maybe maybe 600 a month yeah and Which i is
1: to, and i tend to do that in um nine millimeter uh yeah. when i'm when I, when my stride is going
0: yeah and and that's a lot for a shotgun i mean that's that's quite a bit now it's all birdshot rounds so it's relatively unexp- inexpensive but that's several thousand, I probably go through 10,000 rounds a year, you yeah. know, without breaking a sweat. So, and those people, even that, I'm not a high, I'm not quote unquote a high capacity shooter. And even us, we're not shooting right now. So when the ammunition starts to come back and the people who shoot actually start shooting again, it's it's going to be an even further load on it. And I, I just don't see in the next two years, um, really. I think that's what it's going to take to unwind this, uh, for for all intents and purposes. Because people are still hoarding. They're still afraid that they're they're either not going to get their their guns, or somebody's going to come take their guns away from them. Or well, uh, and,
1: and that was the other part of it. I know it's the part we we generally attempt not to get into, but you know, you're starting to have the worry that somebody is going to make it completely, totally and utterly unavailable to you.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's, I think (laughs) I heard a a theory the other day uh, that uh, this is really the government's plan. You can have any gun you want, but we'll just make the ammunition unavailable. And Uh, if if it's working. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Right now it's working. Um, I mean, I, I'm sitting on a stash, but I, I'm loath to use a lot of it uh, just because I, I can't replace it.
1: I mean, the worst part about it is it does make, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but from a gun grabber, gun control person, whatever you want to put, anti-gunner of view, it it's, makes some sense, some logical sense, um, because there is something in the nature of 300% more firearms out there after the past year. Um, and now they're going to tell everybody that what you bought is now legal. Uh, I don't think that's going to function and work the way they want it to, so the idea of now making it so, okay, you've got it, now let's just make it a club. Yeah. You know, you got it, but you can't shoot it. Yeah. Which, which, under the circumstances, I almost consider to be stupid, because then you've got people with firearms that they don't know actually know how to use.
0: Well, it it will the if it goes on for too long okay what they'll start doing is you'll see people start up an alternative ammunition source they'll source the materials because right now they're still going through the standard kind of resources and factories and you know okay where do we all get our primers from where do we all get our brass from or You know, whatever it is. But brass isn't the only thing you make a bullet out of. And primers can be made any number of ways. Just because your company sources them right now doesn't mean it's the only company available to do so. And if it goes on long enough that somebody with enough money goes, I got aluminum. Can't reload it, but you can shoot it. You know, I got cans of that. How about, we, uh, how about we start making an, uh, an aluminum ammunition business and we, we make our own primers or we'll make our own this or that? All you'd need to do is start doing that and produce it in enough volume that you could start making an industry shift and a difference and you could, you could sweep millions, billions of dollars. Well, I'll tell you who, who
1: actually is benefiting from it right now and whose marketing has been very good is the people who make those uh, little laser bullet targets. Yeah, you know the, the ones that use your uh, your cell phone and a little target and a uh, a laser round and yeah. let you practice in that fashion. That those have been selling like hotcakes.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of funny because at first it was just like, oh, you know, it'll come back. No, it won't. Then it was, oh the reloaders are still have ammunition. Well they can't find primers either. Right? And you're you're about like eight months too late to be a reloader. And then it was, well, when are the factories gonna start producing more? Well they are producing more. It's just everybody's buying them, you know, and when will ammunition prices level out? I don't know that they ever will. I don't ever I don't know that they will ever get back to exactly what they were before. Uh, I think, I, I, I think, I think you, the days you, for a, a $10 box of 59mm uh, is just gone forever, honestly.
1: It, it, um, do I think it's going to be that cheap again? No. I think you're probably looking it'll get back down to about $15 a box, though. Maybe. Maybe. You know? uh, be, be, I mean, because at some point when you start getting competition again, Somebody's going to come up with something and say, "Well, gee, everybody's remembering ten bucks a box. If I sell it for twelve, and while everybody else is selling for fifteen, I'm going to sell a shit ton of this." Yeah, and somewhere, you will too. Along, <laughs> so, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to come up with that thought process and, uh, you know, realize that their costs haven't gone up in making it. It's just they have the ability to make more money.
0: Yeah, and right now they're just they can sell it for whatever anybody's willing to pay, and and uh, get it. And get it, yeah. Oh yeah, and and if you won't buy it, the guy behind you will. And it's, and and we've we've kind of gone over this before, but right now everybody's just so insane about the I can't. I I mean, I went to a gun shop, uh, actually a couple of gun shops uh, yesterday because I was I was selling off some stuff. I was. Uh, I was. Thanks for the tease on the lever
1: action. I saw that (laughs) picture and just kind of went, oh,
0: stop, 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 stop. What is that? I would not have sold a a large caliber lever action out from underneath you without at least telling you first, sir. I
1: I appreciate that. You would have you been mean, my get, first
0: stop. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I, I had a brief moment of wood there when I saw it, and then you told me it was a twenty two, and it was a letdown. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I I looked around, and I I I'm not shooting much in fact at all in the last month i mean first uh, i live here in texas we had snowmageddon a couple of weeks ago and shut the entire state down and our power grid and all the rest of that stuff so uh there was that kind of thing um and it's been a little hectic here for for the last month and we've been kind of recovering from some of that and and things are a little weird here in texas right now they're they've just taken off the the pandemic um penalties and restaurants and everything everybody's going crazy Right. Uh, So, like, you know, some people are excited. Some people are weird about it. Some people are scared they're going to die. And they've just all huddled in. And we've got vaccines going. And, I mean, it's it's just a weird time uh, in Texas right now. And what uh, I decided to do is I looked around and I needed two things. One, I was really, I have two guns right now that I need to fix. And I can't fix them without a welder. And I was, okay. I was so upset about it because it's one of my favorite ones, my Ithaca um, automatic from the seventies. Uh, it's, it is my favorite automatic. I love it. I still love it to this day. It is an amazingly smooth and beautifully firing shotgun. If I remember correctly, you like said
1: it it broke a pin of some or report
0: it, it broke one of the action bars. Uh, it's okay. famous for it. It's it's really kind of the action bars were designed a little too light for the amount of force that slammed on them, and over a period of twenty to thirty years, they break. They just they just do. Uh, they weren't particularly of the greatest stamped steel you've ever seen. Uh, they they have a tendency to do that. So what i thought i'd do is cuz i didn't want to really put any money or spend a lot of money in in firearms right now it just it didn't make a lot of sense i couldn't i couldn't shoot it even if i i bought anything and and i was very upset uh about this thing being down for like a year you know i've been talking about this gun being fixed for for a year and i was just like hmm. Uh, you know we've we've had it on the the cast before and and everything. So I was I was like, you know what, screw it.
1: Well, your your first option, was, as you said, was to go out to an actual welding shop. But I mean, at this point, they won't let you in.
0: Yeah, at this point, you know they won't let you in. And the other thing is, you know the the welders out there at a welding shop, most of them have so much voltage, they just blow right through this little thin itty bitty piece of action bar, right which is like a sixteenth of an inch thick. Uh, I, I, most of the welders they have they don't even have voltage that it's set that low. And I was just like, damn it. You know, <laughs> I was very upset about it. So I, uh, I'm like, okay, what can I do? And I went to the closet, and I started pulling out guns that I knew I wasn't going to shoot or wasn't going to shoot anymore. Really, I didn't really need them, and i, I have quite a few <laughs> let me be clear and i uh I singled out four uh two of them were twenty twos I had a an old marlin uh model sixty with a tube magazine feed not the clip feed and i i i don't I'll never shoot that my girls don't like it my wife doesn't like it my i don't i have my lake field that i I love to death, so I'm like no this has gotta go. Uh, I also had an Ithaca uh, Model 49, which is the lever-action, top-loading, single-shot 22. Um, it's great. The girls used it for <laughs> a couple of months, and then they picked the guns that they really wanted. My my eldest got a Springfield bolt-action 22, which she loves, okay. and uh, she's just in you know. It used to be my father's, and then it was mine briefly, and then Kayla stole it. And then uh, that's the gun she considers her gun, and she loves it. And she knows how to shoot it, and it's a single shot, and she can manage the whole thing, and it's cut for her size, perfect. And my other daughter stole my damn Heritage Revolver.
1: Um, I, I'm, I'm telling you, when I bring this little Ruger Charger down, your kids are going to go through six boxes of ammo in a matter of, Ten minutes and tell you, Daddy, we want
0: one. <laughs> I was just, I'm like, damn it, you know, like, okay, that's the one she wants. All right, fine. Uh, so, I had those those available, and and I decided, okay, I'll sell those to you. I won't get much money for them. I think the M49 got like fifty bucks, and the and the M60 uh, from the the uh, Marlin M60 got. I think 75 or something, just not really a lot. And I had two other ones. I had the Kmart FIE, which I remember remember that one. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's got a beautiful stock on it. It's got the trapezoidal stock. It was a 12 gauge break open, single shot shotgun, hammer fired, um, I polished the uh, polished and sealed the receiver so it was it looked stainless and then reblued the barrel and redid all the wood and everything like that 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 went to a friend of mine for two hundred bucks um, They were super excited to have it and uh, I just dropped by their house they hand me two hundred dollar bills and told me to go away and I'm like yep, cool and
1: don't br- and don't breathe on anybody
0: yeah t- <laughs> exactly. And uh, the the uh, the other one I had was, if you remember, I had a brown an old Browning Auto A five.
1: If I remember correctly, this was the one that both you and your father keep giving to each other because the uh, whoever has it has tried to break it down once and went no. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, it's just it's it's got a ton of screws. It's very difficult to deal with. It kicks like a stubborn mule. And it, it's, it's a lot, it's almost a hundred years old, so it's almost a heritage gun. Uh, it's, it's got another four years to go, I think, um, for, for that to happen. And I, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, it's a 1926 Browning auto A5 and, and I had fixed, I had gone through it all and it looks nothing like it used to, you know, it's, it's, I rechecked it. I blew all the metal. I went through it all. I cleaned it all up. I asked Bona if he wanted it, and his response was an emphatic, uh, no. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> so I went did,
1: down. D- didn't leave a whole lot to interpretation on that one.
0: No, no, he did not. Uh, so I went down to a local uh, specialty place that I know of, and they collect... Older shotguns, like they're not interested in anything. Older guns in general, they're not interested. If it didn't, if it's not pre-war, they don't even want to touch it. Uh, in this case, pre-war is pre World War Two. Uh, yes. that's that's the war. Everybody, <laughs> for some reason, it's the demarcation line, right?
1: Uh, I mean, not to take us off topic, but it's actually a relatively decent demarcation line that you can. That's actually where you can start seeing a lot of. Both the handgun and rifle technology start to change. It is. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a good demarcation line.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's I mean it kind of is a little bit. I mean, because you firearms were very different before then.
1: Yes and and even then what you start getting after there is you start getting into more even if you're looking at the military style weapons more of the things of being you know automatic weapons versus uh, you know semi-auto versus bolt action you know you're starting to get a little bit more of the let's see how much lead we can throw down the range and how fast
0: right right so and this was uh definitely 26 qualifies as pre-war y- yes <laughs> I walked in, and the uh, the first guy was like, that's a Belgian, isn't it? I said, yes, sir, it is. And I handed it to him. It's, it's Fabrique Nationale, And he's he's looking at it, and, of course, he, he goes in the back, and he hands it to the other guy. He's like, Jerry, hold on to this. You know, I'm going to go look up the serial number. And he's like, this is 1926. Yes, sir, it is. Is it fire? I'm like, well, we can take it out back. Uh, and which which they did. And uh, put a couple of rounds to it, through it, and I had the ring set for... Because it's got a ring that you can put either in front of the spring for heavy loads or behind the spring for light loads. And I had it set for heavy loads, so it, it, it beats you up pretty good. and Which I don't know why, because I've never thrown a heavy, like, goose load through it. It's all been, you know, like seven and a halfs, you know, like little birdshot type stuff. Um, but... They, they fell all over themselves because it was in pretty good condition after I got done with it, and I rechecked it and re, re-dyed it the original color and, and got all the nicks and stuff out of it, uh, or at least 90% of the nicks out of it and everything. It looked pretty good, and he's like, I'll give you 450 for it.
1: Well, done that sounds it. like a good day.
0: Yeah, sold, you know. So I took my uh, 600 and, and my 450 and my other you know money for this. So I wound up with about 825 for all of them, and uh, visited kind of a couple different gun shops and a friend of mine and everything, and wound up with 825. And then promptly went to lunch and thought about it. And I was like, okay, now I can go get my freaking welder <laughs> <laughs> and fix my damn Ithaca. Uh, so, so what you're saying is,
1: is that you handled your own stimulus?
0: I did. I did. Uh, it was it was one of those, like, I need to make this work and I need the, the cash to do it. And, and I realize not everybody has a bunch of old, rusty, you know, formerly rusty guns that you fixed up and lying around in the closet and using them as cash cows in the middle of the worst gun crisis and uh, highest paid thing that the United States has ever seen or highest paid crisis for, for demand for guns. Um, I realize that that's mm nah, doesn't line up for everybody but it's what I did uh so that I could get if it if it works for you go for it <laughs> so that I could get my craftastic Ithaca which is my favorite from the 1970s and is largely considered the worst automatic shotgun ever made um back up and running uh yes that is <laughs> It's totally, I sold a Browning Auto A5 so I could fix my Ithaca. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did do that. Uh, <laughs> well, did, did, did you get your welder? I did indeed, sir. Okay, so are you happy now? I am over the moon about it.
1: Okay, well. now uh, here comes the other question that goes along with this. And I know something else will come up, but is... Did you get the welder specifically? And the only thing you have in mind for it right now is fixing that Ithaca? No. Okay. So it has other uses.
0: Yeah, I've got a, I've got to weld up uh, a chimney cap for my father who, in the storm, it blew off, and now there's birds nesting in it. So he's like, can you weld it? You've got a welder now, right? I'm like, yeah. He's, <laughs> can you weld up a chimney cap for me? Because um, this sucks. Well, yep, no problem. And also, I've got to put together some firewood racks, uh, weld those together so that... Uh, we can get some firewood out here. So when the next time that this happens, when it's never supposed to happen and never will happen again, when the next time of those happens, I'm going to be prepared. Um,
1: well, well when the entire state of Texas turns their heat on for the first time, what did everyone expect? Oh
0: man, it was bad too. I mean, we were we were out of power I think the longest time was like 22 hours in minus 2. And our houses like down here are not built to retain heat like they are like up north like up north, no. their shit's like super tight right
1: oh uh, oh no no we're 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 insulated. if you walk past a window and it's kind of like ooh, you can feel you can feel a draft next to that window, it's kind of like that window gets replaced.
0: yeah, we don't have that here, okay, our houses are built to shed heat, right we're built to cool, okay that's what these houses are down here are built to do. Uh, we're built to to cool down, so when it's minus two, we're taping blankets over the doors, and and <laughs> like this, is, it was not fun. All right, we just we just said it. it was it was all kinds of nope down here. Uh, when it got, I think with windchill was minus twenty. Uh, and, we had and, and, eight inches of how, snow.
1: And how many emergency generators are there at uh, Home Depot? There two,
0: maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. In fact, when I went to. Uh, <gasps> yeah when i went to harbor freight to get my welder uh i got a uh you know what harbor freight yeah you guys got that up there don't you oh no no we, no, no, we got harbor freight yeah. yeah uh so i got one of the green titanium welders i love them right okay and but it's got uh, voltage adjustment so that i can get it down low enough that i could actually weld this little these little metal pieces in firearms right which is yeah. why i got it it's a little it's a nice little unit and i'm getting there and the lady's like oh are you here for the generators i'm like uh, no ma'am i'm here for a welder um but is there oh okay well then you can go right on in I'm like okay <laughs> they got people on, they've got a waiting list for generators now no they got a line i didn't even know there was a the the other door around the around the side there's a whole bunch. of I went out and looked after I kind of got my cart and I was going around the building because I parked kind of on the side, and I see there's a fucking li- there's a freaking line, a line of people waiting for generators, and they had a whole truck uh, that was just backed up to the the thing, and they're checking paperwork uh, for these people who got these home generators, and they're big ones, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're pretty like, you need to back your truck up and put them on the because you're not going to lift this thing by yourself. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's what they were doing. And there's probably, I don't know, 15 people there getting their, their generators and stuff. Like, Holy crap. you know. I, and I, I get it. I kind of solved the problem with firewood, because that seemed... I had an entire... I had a wood-burning fireplace and an entire garage full of wood. You know, that's what you do to solve those type of things. Yeah. But... uh <laughs> No, we were we were not ready for that at all. Um, it's funny though. We um, oh, I, I I sold another gun. I haven't told you, but this is at a different Uh-oh. time. But I sold another gun, and I I I sold it because of this situation. Okay, um, when Snowmageddon was going on. Uh, you know, your power's out, your oh, you know, crazy stuff's happening, you know, every, everything's shut down. The police, were, if there's an were emergency. You, were, you,
1: were you hunting the neighbors for dinner again? <laughs>
0: Just walk away. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I did not lure Humongous it <laughs> up. Uh, I didn't, I, uh, you know, we were about a, th- a week and a half away from that, but no, we didn't get that far. Um, <laughs> Did you I, read the did, did you read the neighbor's refrigerator um, <laughs> sort of <Yeah>. who's asking <laughs> uh, no I mean but what we wound up doing because I had had not anymore but I had quite a bit of of lumber in the garage for different projects and all that kind of stuff and in fact I had about um, two weeks worth of constant fireplace use amount of lumber in the garage and what I found was not a lot of. I promise, I am going somewhere fire, uh, firearm related with this story. Um, what I found is not a lot of, of people had anything in their their home that they could burn, like firewood or like project wood, or you know even anything. They'd had to chop up furniture or their. I
1: was gonna say, there goes the kitchen table.
0: Yeah, uh, to make any kind of heat, you know. Uh, so I'm just mm. so I started loading up a a you know like one of those rubbermaid brute trash cans and just hauling it to my neighbors full of chopped up wood which was fine uh but when i was doing that there's all kinds of people crawling around you know trying to to do things and everything you can just see these flashlights bobbing out and it's the middle of the night and you know you're just you're delivering it when you can and i came back in the house and i'm like i'm gonna get a gun <laughs> And I, I it was it was perfect it was they were both lined out they both had a clip line next to them or a magazine line next to them uh, full of, of people stoppers and I had the Bursa on one hand and the Taurus spectrum on the other and which one did I grab
1: yeah the Taurus I grabbed the
0: Taurus I, yeah. I really did uh, even though it carries one less round um, it was smaller it was more compact. It was easier to carry. Um, I had shot it last, uh, so I knew how it should fail, feel before I stopped you know, shooting regularly. Um, I, and, and I trusted it. And I really haven't trusted the Bursa since it started, since I had to do the, the ramp polish on it. I haven't trusted the Bursa as much. So I was just, I, I got pissed off after the Stormageddon, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll sell it. Oh, di- oh, did you sell the Bursa? I did. Oh, um, and luckily a friend of mine wanted it because he's he's like a big Bursa and, and PPK collector. He's got I think like six of them or something like that, and he's like, I don't have the black and gold. <laughs> like, well, well, that was interesting. I see that's one I never thought I'd see go. I didn't think so either. But uh, you know, and Buana bought a Spectrum. Um, he loved it. Uh, ever since we, we played with it out at the ranch and everything, uh, he's like, how much you give for this? I'm like, it's 200 bucks." Like, no, it is not. I'm like, yep. I said, you can buy a brand new one, 2021, right now, today. Go down to the store, they're $200. bucks." All right, I'll, uh, drop me off at home. <laughs> and he went out and bought one. Uh, he loves it.
1: Well, I mean, I ended up snagging a little Ruger LCP-2 for something to throw in a pocket. Right. Um, I was planning on getting the little Beretta, but um, the, the guy at the store had to sell it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I walked in to pick it up. He's like, yeah, I was hoping to get another one in. I'm like, fine. I just, I saw the little Ruger off to the side and I went, just, just, just give me that one instead. It's fine.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the LCP2, that's a 22, isn't it?
1: No, it does come in a 22. Oh, okay. Getting, oh, no, it comes in 382,
0: doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's what I got. 380, it was just... 380,
1: yeah. oh, what I got tired of was every time I walked out the door having to store, having to clip something onto my belt. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I'm comfortable with my Sig clipped to my belt. I just wanted something that when it's kind of like I'm just going to the store that I could just drop it in my pocket. See, and that's kind of what I do with the Spectrum. It just fits in a pocket. It's yeah, I just, mean, it, yeah, ho- right hopefully there. you got a hopefully you got a pocket holster.
0: I do. Okay. I do. Um
1: but, but, yeah, you, you put it in a little pocket holster and
0: just drop it in your front pocket and just go. I actually have two holsters for it now, and it's it's incredible. I, mean, I'm just, I, I was just like, wow, this is just better in every way. <laughs> you know? like, I mean, it doesn't have the longer barrel. It doesn't. It, uh, the, the Bursa had a longer barrel, and it's a little more accurate. But for personal defense distances, uh, oh, he, it's yeah. way easy to hit center mass with that thing. I mean, it's just fine. So I, I just, I couldn't help it. I just sold the, uh, and I, I was like, you know what? This is stupid. I I'm trying to trim down anyway. At the height of COVID, I had 32 guns. I went and counted them. I didn't actually want to know how many I had, to be honest. I, I just, I was, cause if I knew I'd have to do something about it and <laughs> I didn't want to know. And a couple of months ago, I just went through this tear where it just got too much. Like, the, and I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, but you, you know, because you have kids and you, you've you got the full house thing going on and dogs yeah. and, and everything. You just, you're like, I need to simplify this. And I went through everything I owned and just tossed most of it,
1: right? Well, I mean, if I remember the story from another cast, that's also kind of get You got kind of have provoked on that one, too.
0: A little bit. A little bit. And I, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to simplify my life. Now, I did not lose at that time. I did not lose one gun. But well, of course not. uh, Because I was like, no, those are those are important, you know, but I've been steadily trimming it down since kind of November of 2020. And just selling a lot of the shotguns I don't need, and a lot of the project guns because I wasn't shooting much in December and January. I was I I had finished a lot of them, and only the one the ones that are left are the ones I either need machine work for or welder. And I was just you know, I I'd, I'd finished all my projects.
1: Uh, well, I, I I we we've talked about this one before on my end, which is that uh, everything I have has to have a purpose, or it sure. gets or goes away just because I, I can't imagine just having it sit there to do nothing. Not to say that most of them aren't at this exact moment in time, but um, you know, I've, I've got a gun that goes on my ankle. If I'm, if I'm going to ankle carry, I've got a gun that goes on my waist. If I'm going to waist carry, I've got a gun that goes in my backpack. I've got a gun that goes next to the bed. I've got a, uh, now I've got a one to put in my pocket um, I have, and then I have, t- I, I have two of them that I, I only have two guns that I have just because they're cool. And that is the uh, PPK and the Henry rifle. Yeah. Um, now at some point in life, the Henry rifle is going to get replaced with one of the ones that has a side gate versus being straight up tube fed. <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, I won't, I won't have both because it won't, I won't have a mental reason for both of them. So it'll get replaced. Not when just you let go of the hit. Henry,
0: let me know. And I'll... Yeah, we, yeah well, we already talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I
1: will. Um, and, and so that's where kind of that goes for me, is everything has to have a purpose. Now, so well, the purpose may be just the fact that I find it cool. But if it doesn't have a purpose, if it's not something else sitting there instead of it, uh, it, it drives me nuts. <laughs> Sure. Now we have to, we have talked about the fact that I'm a little OCD about these types of things and and once something like that starts to drive me nuts I can't do anything but fix it.
0: Yeah, and I I totally get that and that's kind of how I was with the rest of my stuff you know just like I don't need any of this I just needed to simplify this and everything and the guns kind of sort of sort of got the same way I did the projects you know I made them better I fixed all the things that were wrong with them and. I knew for a fact that even if I had ammunition, I wasn't gonna shoot him. Uh, I have a better brownie. I have the 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 successor three times over the successor of you know like three versions newer of the browning Auto A5. I have its spiritual and in real world successor I have a switch well, hunter which as you've said is also a whole hell of a lot more pleasant to shoot. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's um it's a hundred times better to shoot. it's smoother it's easier it's lighter, it's faster to swing it's easier to clean it's it has more feature it's just better all the way around and I just looked at the brown you know at the a5 going, I'm never gonna shoot this I mean it looks cool and it looks interesting and it has a lot of history to it but i I started thinking about it and I just well I, said, you, I don't care also... about that history.
1: You're, but you're also not the type that like hangs them on the wall and displays them
0: no not really it's it, it isn't that type of thing for me if i can't drag it into a field into you know out to the ranch and out in the field and shoot it and and not really worry about it i don't need to have it as far as i'm concerned because that's what i'm gonna do so if it's something so precious or so valuable or so you know rare that i can't do that i i don't want to have it um, not that that A5 was that. It wasn't. They're not particularly valuable. There's way better. Like the, the, the auto A5 light and the auto A5 heavy are more valuable than that one. The, I, I happen to sell it to somebody who likes older guns and values those more than they would something that is a little bit newer. That's the uh, only with, reason I got that for
1: it. With that said, I can't help but remember the guy who came into the gun store because he uh, to pick up his new Browning over-under because he dropped the other Browning over-under into a lake. Yeah.
0: You're just like... <laughs> 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 and it's like, well, there's a, a grand or two. Um, and you just, I mean, sometimes they do that and that's fine. And you, they're made to be used they're tools and, and I get that, but I mean, for me, I've got a Weatherby, a, which is great. It's one of my favorites, a silver Hunter. Excellent. I've got a sportsman slash Mohawk, which has been newly refurbished and is lovely and it's been carved and, and looks like a totally different gun. Uh, and as soon as I fix it, I'll have the Ithaca. Those are all 12-gauge automatics of varying vintage and, and uh, nicety. And I just can't get there from here. Like, I don't need another one. You know? Like, not right now. There's nothing right now that I can look at under 1500 bucks that I go, yeah, I, I really need that.
1: I just well, don't. It, yeah, I mean... and. In... <laughs> Something, I'm sorry, I apologize. Something just distracted me and I lost my train of thought. Um, but, uh, and the worst part about it is I completely lost my, oh, now I remember where I was going to go with that. Sorry about that, everyone. Um. And the worst part about it is when we first started talking about this, you were primarily
0: into pump action shotguns. Yeah, and you're, pri- and
1: you're And you're going almost completely, totally, and utterly to um uh, semi-automatics now.
0: Well, and it's funny because I have the... um. The Remington 870 that I have started out as a a a junker basically,
1: and and and, and be careful because that one may be a you know a classic suit.
0: Oh yeah, no, it it's gonna be and and you know it had a cuts compensator on it, which is why I liked it so much. And now I've refurbished and rebuilt everything on it. It's got you know B grade stocks on it, which are uh, lovely looking. I mean, Buona covets that thing every time I bring it out. But it's it's sort of like <laughs> for me, it's the ultimate 870. You know, it there you couldn't buy something better than that, be it new or old, for less than six seven hundred bucks now. I mean, the stocks on no. it alone are worth five. Yeah. So I, I have a I have a lot of difficulty purchasing another pump action shotgun that's going to be nicer than that because i can't find one yeah uh, which is really annoying so it's like okay i've got what i'm going to shoot on the pump action i've got a lot of automatics i have the over and under i shoot is a is a very modern very beautifully cut uh that is set for the features the same level as a satori now relax, I'm not calling a bicycle a Satori, all right? I'm not doing that. I'm not stupid. I'm just saying that it has all the same features. So it's got engraving. It's got the ejection. It's got all the and, stuff.
1: And it's always funny when I look, when I go down to, uh, to the different websites and I start going down through shotguns and I see 2,500... Bu- oh, oh, Satori, it's okay. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's
0: a Satori. It's fine. Yeah, that's, they do that, you know? Um, and, and you're just... You know, I just I can't get there for most of the thing. Like I have a lot of the stuff I want now. I could. There are guns I want, and they're they're well, guns I lust over, but they're all way above my price range now.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, even going to my end with the the handguns. You know, I've got the two two nine and. But that being said, as much as I would love a CZ Shadow, I'm <laughs> not spending that amount of money. Um, you know, I when even when it comes to, you know, uh, longer guns, I would love a Chris Vector. But once again, I'm not spending that kind of money. Yeah. So yeah. Well, there's always going to be something to lust after. It's just a matter of what's in your pocket. To get. Now, once again, we also have also talked about the day after we win the Powerball in which we walk into the gun store and go, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, just 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 start doing the paperwork now. Yeah, all the yeah. everything whatever you got in the back too. Let's go. Uh yeah, I mean you do. And I like I'll have one day by hook or by crook I will have a satori. I will. You know. And it's not like if a gun showed up on my doorstep I wouldn't play with it and and fawn over it and love it to death and all that kind of stuff. But the problem is, I went to Cabela's, or one of the problems, is I went to Cabela's uh, (laughs) last week, one of, I went to Cabela's last week, and I'm looking in the gun library, and half the gun library is new, which is I I found funny, because people aren't trading in their guns right now, right?
1: Actually, our gun library had uh, one rifle, one shotgun, and one handgun.
0: Yeah. And that was it. People, people aren't trading in their guns, and I, uh, and I've never sold a gun. I don't think to Cabela's. I, I don't even know the process. I don't even know how like you walk in and get back there like wearing a mask it, it, with a shotgun. It, it, it,
1: you you don't actually want to try to sell a gun to cabelas because you, you know, the, the local shops that you're dealing with are going to treat you better you're going to go into cabelas and they're going to offer you something that if you didn't know what you were thinking listen it had in your hand you might go okay but it, you as an experienced person is going to go no i'm not that's i can't take that for this. that's robbery <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and the response you're going to get is well oh, we're cabelas
0: yeah and that's just what we offer, and they don't we don't have to offer more, and they're right, they don't they just don't have any yeah guns so, to sell,
1: so, so yeah, you will probably never sell one to Cabela's because you would know more about what it is that you're dealing with well, and
0: I know enough people who want to buy things and who I talk to and who know the history of what I have that it's not just a some well, it is crap I found at a show, but it's it's been fixed yeah. since then, you know, and fixed well, properly. It, it,
1: and even if you think about it, as much as there are experienced people who do, you know, you and me included, who go into Cabela's and purchase things, Cabela's is primarily their marketing towards the person who doesn't
0: necessarily know what they're looking at. Oh, yeah. You know, I bought the Silver Hunter at a Cabela's because nobody knew, like, what it was. Like and it was one of the first silver – it was the first-generation Silver Hunter. And everybody else was looking at the newer ones, and the newer ones were two two three hundred $300 more. Oh, these are better. They have more features. I'm like, yeah, but that's the honey right there. That's the sweetheart. You need that, you know. Uh, and it was priced less because it, it just didn't have some of the things the newer ones did. And it, that's okay. You know, I didn't need that. I'm Again, dragging it out to a freaking field and shooting skeet with it. I mean, it's not important. So I get that. I walk in to the gun library, and they're, I'm flipping tags, right, just to see like what stuff's going for and i couldn't like there was some stuff and there were some satori's in there and there were a couple blazers and and stuff like like expensive stuff right there was some expensive stuff and there was some old old browning and remington stuff and collector stuff and some old colts you know that that kind of thing those haven't moved i mean they've been there for years and they're probably going to still be there for years because nobody's paying that for them and their prices well, have changed.
1: And and not only that, they're, they're waiting for the right customer to come in. Somebody yeah. who's looking for that for a specific reason.
0: Yeah. They don't, it, they're not going to sell it because one, they don't have to. And two, it's they They don't have to come down on the price. Cause the, like you said, the guy who's going to buy that is going to buy it at that price. Yeah. And, and put it into a library and they're probably never going to shoot it anyway. Yeah. You know, but uh, because it's going to do the same thing in their library that it's doing at Cabela's. It's going to sit in a glass, a lit glass case. (laughs) And look pretty. Yeah, on some fur and look pretty, right? With a picture of Buffalo Bill Cody next to it or, or, you know, something like that. Uh, But (laughs) my end of the thing uh, was a little bit different. I looked at, there was an entire rack of Tri Star shotguns. Oh, okay. And. I'm looking, and I have no problem with a Tristar. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. Um, Turk,
1: Turk, Turkish shotgun.
0: Yeah, I mean. They're, they're...
1: And we've had the conversation before that as much as a lot of people like to poo-poo them, the Turks are actually making
0: relatively decent firearms lately. I have no problem with Turkish firearms. I really don't. And we've said this many times, and I still hold to that true. I I have not seen in recent times. Now, the first ones were probably a little rough, and and there were probably some quality or or quality control issues or something like that. I have not seen a recent Turkish-made gun that I have not liked.
1: Uh, Well, I'm not as familiar with their shotguns, but I do know that TriStar makes a a very, very impressive CZ clone that I've had people tell me arguably they think the trigger on the TriStars is nicer.
0: Uh, you know what? I've, I, I kind of have to agree with them. Their shotguns are, are, I won't say top notch, but they're damn good. Uh, I, I mean, there's, there's a, uh, what was I looking at the other day? I think there, it wasn't the setter. Was it the Viper? Hold on. I, I can't remember which one's which. It was the automatic. Okay. It was a Viper. Uh, I was looking at the Viper and this thing was the, uh, not, not the the silver or the gold or the the bronze or the silver or something like because they're patterning. Now I can't talk. They are patterning. Is that right? Patterning. Yes. Yep. You got it right. I got it right. Uh, patterning this after the Browning. Right, the the silver hunter, the gold hunter, the all that kind of stuff. They've got the bronze viper, the silver viper, the the viper, you know, wood G two, you know, the camo, the whatever. They're doing it the same way that Browning does. And yeah. when you look at the viper, it is mm, pretty comparable. Okay, I'm not gonna say that it is exactly the same as a Browning.
1: Well, I, I, you know all all of <laughs> All of what TriStar has done is reverse engineered somebody else's products, to be perfectly blunt. Yeah. Um it, it, now they've done it well, but that is what they've been doing. Their handguns typically are are knockoffs of the CZ, and from what you're saying, their shotguns are typically a knockoff of a Browning. Yeah. Um they're they're reverse engineering somebody else's product.
0: Yeah, they do so. um their their shotguns, their break open shotguns are basically C Z clones. Their automatic shotguns are browning clones. Their uh, pump action shotguns are kind of a mix between Remington and Mossberg, right? Which Mossberg may do terrible on rifles, but they make a damn fine shotgun. Always, always have, always have. Yeah, exactly. So I'm picking up this TriStar, and and this is pre-COVID prices. Okay, I get it. Pre-COVID price for a for a Viper Silver. And was about 700 bucks i mean you'd find some fluctuations some you may find for like 680 some you may find for 750 but it's about it's around 700 take a guess what this tristar was and it was new did they want 1200 for it they did (laughs) that's exactly right it was 1299
1: well i mean we, we talked about, you know, when some of the firearms that were purchased through COVID were eventually going to start coming back. And uh, though I haven't had much time to spend in the store, I mean, I've spent a lot of time on our website looking at what has come back. And the, the problem is, is which is why a lot of stuff isn't like selling yet, is that they're coming back and people are wanting retail prices for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, I bought this just three months ago for $800. Why can't you give me... Seven hundred. That's not well, how this works. Yeah.
1: Well, what they're doing is is they're con- rather than taking that, they're consigning them at the retail price. Yeah, and they're sitting there. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah, I mean, wow. You, uh, there's it, it, and, and what they're not understanding is is even though most of them are literally listed as unfired, um, it's similar to a car. The moment it goes out the door, it loses value.
0: Oh, yeah, and it, it may not be a lot of value, but why would I buy for the same price one that's uh, unfired as one new in the box?
1: Uh, actually, because some of what it is is things that you can't find new in the box.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, well, not do it, 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 but.
1: Yeah, but, but once again, that stuff is not going quickly, unless it's something interesting, fun, or something that somebody did decide that they wanted a reasonable price for. Uh, it, it's sitting there.
0: You know the interesting switch that I found that uh, that I, I've seen in several gun shops now? Because I, I didn't go to a gun show to sell these. I was going to what I thought would get me the mess, the most money, right? Which is local people I know who collect the things I was selling. Yeah. Um, which I, I understand a lot of people can't do, right? Um, they either got to wait to a gun show or take whatever Cabela's is going to give you or take whatever, whatever your local gun shop will give you. Um, I totally get it. But, you know, I, I went to one of the, the local gun shops here in, in Denton and uh, I guess around June of last year, you couldn't find a Glock. I mean, there just weren't any in 9mm. Actually,
1: at the moment, Glock is the one of the main firearm manufacturers
0: that is actually outputting. That's what I'm saying. I saw a cabinet full of them. A cabinet full of Glocks, and they weren't. Some of them were used. Some of them were new. Actually, a lot of them were new. There were a couple of used ones in there for less than four hundred bucks. It was a Glock 19 sitting right there. Nine millimeter looked as good as the day it was new. Three hundred seventy-five dollars.
1: Yeah, and up here right now, you're looking at spending five six hundred bucks for a Glock, beat new or used.
0: Yeah. Um, there were actually I counted five five Glock, nine millimeter, for under $400, sitting there on the shelf. Yeah,
1: but once again, we're also running into the fact of you can buy it, but you can't shoot it.
0: And that's the thing. I said, wow, you got a lot of Glocks here. He goes, yep, can't move a damn one of them. I'm like, really? That's interesting. Why? And he said, look at that shelf back there. And he points to the shelf, and there's no, <laughs> there's no ammunition on it. And on the sign on the front of the door it says we have no nine millimeter ammunition for sale. And he's like, I couldn't sell a box with that if I tried. I don't have enough volume to punch it out, and the ones I do get are spoken for. Like people come in and put ridiculous amounts of money down in case I get nine millimeter ammunition. So I sell it to them because of course they're paying a premium for it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw away the money, you know? So I just, I, I can't sell them ammunition for it, and they don't buy the gun. So they're just sitting here.
1: I, I almost fell over, because you know, I'm always looking online for ammunition, see if somebody's got, like, a deal somewhere along the line and just kind of hoping that maybe I'll find something that's snuck in under the radar. I haven't, but I'm hoping. <laughs> um, but even then, I found a place selling remanufactured 9mm for $0.98 around. That's remanufactured. Wow. At ninety eight cents a round. It was it was kind of like Jesus Christ. And they're that? gonna get it too. Oh, absolutely. They're gonna I, absolutely I, get it. I, I'm I'm sitting on about a thousand rounds of nine millimeter that I won't shoot.
0: I don't have that much. I have I have probably about three hundred and fifty rounds. Um maybe a hundred of it is personal offense. But in that and the only reason I have that is because Shannon carries a gun for a living and we have to go down to the police um Basically, the, the, the gun shop the, the law enforcement uses, and she is allotted 50 rounds a month, which we sometimes so that- take uh, – yeah, which we sometimes take advantage of and sometimes don't. Um, so in uh, practice rounds, so round nose, right? So we've got 100 yeah. uh, you know, hollow point, and the rest of it is in round nose, but she's allowed a box a month of round nose. Which is fine, and we do that every once in a while until we got to about I think it's like 350 or 400 rounds, and that's enough. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna use that because we're not stupid. But she may have to requalify, and she needs two boxes to requalify, uh, maybe three. So we made sure we had that.
1: Well, that kind of leads me into where I screwed up in the process of this year. I suddenly realized that my permit had expired. <laughs> i mean oh <laughs> this is what happened when you don't get the mail often enough <laughs> um so i had to go back through that process again um and it, w- the most tragic part about all of it was the uh, ammo i had to shoot off in order to once again qualify for Firing, it. bang, <laughs> <laughs> bang <laughs> <laughs> uh, um and, and the worst part of it is I hadn't been shooting in so long that even though my grouping was really, really close, it was a little bit on the low side. So and when it was all said and done, I ended up looking at the instructor going, okay, the guy doesn't have a spleen anymore. Can I go now?
0: Because <laughs> I'm not wasting another box on this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of – you know, obviously we know I know how to do this. Can, can I go now? like, oh um,
0: yeah that's fine
1: <laughs> and actually that's basically what he said the worst part about it is is um i i was the one who when he just because he knows me i mean it was the, the guy who taught the course is actually somebody I'm, I'm familiar with um and so when we were all done with that everybody else he's sitting there telling um y- yeah i'll i'll put in your information and make sure and we'll get your certificate he just reaches into his car hands me a Manila envelope and goes here's yours <laughs> <laughs> Go home. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it, it, but but even then, you know, it, what, as I said, having to go through the course, having to do the ad, having to do the uh, fingerprints, which I still have to go and do. Um, all of that stuff. The part I found tragic was the, you know,
0: 100 or so rounds I had to fire off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – that's what you got to do. And, uh, you know, I – like I have – uh, I don't know. Probably 1,200 rounds, of 12 gauge birdshot uh, available. Uh, maybe three, of 20 gauge, and uh, probably 50 rounds of people stoppers. Uh, mm-hmm. in in 12 gauge, you know, both. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Guns Jamaican. Uh, the I have I have some some people stoppers and and stuff like that, but. Uh, I have a great deal of 12 gauge, and I'm not shooting any of it. You know, I just—I no. uh, have probably two 300 rounds of uh, 6.5 Creedmoor, which I cannot believe I got that under the gun. No pun intended. Uh, the it's right under the gun, right just before the whole thing crisis started and everything. When I could, when you could walk into a Cabela's and buy as much Creedmoor as you wanted. Uh, you know, and I still haven't outfitted that gun. I, like I haven't finished that project. I need to go get a stock from Boyd's and all that kind of thing. But I was more working on some of the other guns that needed woodwork and and some parts and and metalwork and all that kind of thing. And I got all, most of those done.
1: But even but even low grade um, twelve gauge. Uh, shelves are gone. Oh I mean, no, yeah, it was, you can't it was, find it was, anything. It was, yeah, no, it was nothing. understandable when when you couldn't find buckshot, but oh, I know, understood
0: even, that. I mean, the, it, you couldn't find buckshot past like May of last year. I mean, it was yeah, just gone.
1: But but even birdshot is gone at this point. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, once again, anything. going back to Cabela's, is they the um uh shotgun shell shelves are now filled with plenty of clays. If you want clays, you can buy clays all you all you want. You just don't get. But you just can't get anything to shoot them with.
0: Right, and I, I, it's it, to me, it's amazing to that that this situation uh, we've and we did it to ourselves. That's the part that kills me. There wasn't a shortage. We did this to ourselves. It's just like toilet paper, and it, it really—that's the part that pisses me off more than anything else. We did this. Like this wasn't a problem. We made this problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> If we would have all not lost our minds collectively.
1: Well, I mean, the other part about it is, is I don't know how much of this you had down in in Dallas, but uh, I know there was a bit of it up here and in different other parts of the country. Um, All of this peaceful protesting that, you know, people were honestly worried was going to show up on their front door.
0: There was a little bit of that. See, Texans really aren't worried about people coming house to house. It, we have a lot of guns. It,
1: and, and that's what I'm saying. It was So, um, you know, it, it went on in Wilmington, Delaware. It went on in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It even made it um, some friends who live in Jersey were amazed when they marched across uh, the bridges into Jersey even. And it, it, people were wondering when it was going to show up on their front door. Uh, it never really honestly did.
0: But We had a little bit of that in Dallas proper, uh, like downtown Dallas. And, you know, they showed up and they threw bricks through the mall windows and there was a little bit of looting and all that kind of stuff. And it took about, mm, I'd say about an hour and a half. And SWAT from every major division showed up, all the police showed up and dispersed it with tear gas and... Um, rubber bullets and beanbags and all that kind of stuff and like harsh like overly over response and then guarded all of downtown and they tried to do it one or two other places and the same thing happened and then it stopped and we haven't had another one since
1: yeah i unfortunately live in one of the areas in which it was quote unquote peaceful protesting
0: Yeah, they, they, well, as soon as they, they let them go as long as they were marching in Dallas. And they were marching and singing, and they had the candles and the phones up in the air and all that kind of stuff. And then somebody got the big idea to start throwing bricks through windows. And then they just, in Dallas anyway, they just defined it as looting and and rioting, and then just uh, started handling that. Which... Honestly, and I know this is going to get me in trouble, I don't necessarily disagree with. Like, if you want to do peaceful discourse and, and peaceful protesting, the key word being peaceful, Well, I mean, I have zero problem with that.
1: You have obviously heard the sarcasm and irony in my voice in which <laughs> I, when I refer to
0: peaceful protest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I have no problem with, with discourse and, and civil rights and, and uh, movements and, and peaceful protest. I have zero problem with that. The minute you pick up a brick and start throwing it through business windows – that's rioting, and yes. the minute people are being beaten to death, and and those kinds of things, yeah, I'm done. Now we're gonna, now you're into lawlessness territory, and we know how to deal with that in Texas. You're <laughs> lucky they didn't call out the Rangers.
1: <laughs> it not so, well, I, it, and here's another one that's gonna sound really ironic at the moment. If it wasn't so damn hot in Texas. <laughs>
0: You know, you get used to that. You really do. It's not that bad. Um, it's,
1: it's I'm not built for hot weather, man.
0: Just <laughs> There's a lot of big guys down here. It's fine. It's fine. Trust me. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I ought to bring you out to the ranch when you when you come down here. You're, we're going to bring you out to the ranch. You're not going to want to leave. Seriously, especially when I build my house out there.
1: Um, I, I, I actually I want the bunker next to
0: Beef's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's What's that '57 Chevy with a tunnel going into? Oh, that's Beef's. What's the What's the truck with the tunnel in? Oh, that's Jake. It's, it's Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... The, the the underground of that 2530 acres is going to be very full
1: <laughs> just just build, build a complex and call it a day
0: yeah, yeah well what's funny is where the way that the ranch is being broken up and all that kind of stuff and the way he's doing it is I'll have, you know, acreage and stuff like that and then there'll be um, about 250 275 acres that are kind of just free Uh, for everybody who lives there to use and then he's got his part which is about 300 acres which i'll be able to to use and hunt on because mine's gonna butt right up against his uh the guy who owns all that stuff and then there's you know gonna be a couple other people living out there and all that kind of thing but there's i mean it's 700 the whole complex is like 750 acres and it's it's right it's in texas woodland country with like a river running through it and you know the, there's a it runs directly into a, a big lake here and all that kind of stuff so i mean it's beautiful country there's deer that i mean run all over it there's hogs there's snakes there's there's like any, all kinds of texas wildlife
1: but so so you've got venison barbecue and
0: boots you know, it's funny because when, when uh, the the owner of the ranch and we were setting up kind of what my part of it would be, you know, my like 20, 30 acres. And he's like, look, worst comes to worst, Okay. We're going to be out here. We're going to be able to live for quite some time. <laughs> okay. You don't worry about nothing. We can make it out here 10 years without making a problem. Okay. With the amount of resources we have just in this place we're good like oh yeah you know (laughs) this is gonna be fantastic and it is you know it'll be it'll be a nice place to retire on and all that kind of thing but um yeah there's um i i can't wait for this ammo shortage to to be done because i want to shoot a bunch of stuff out there and it's driving me crazy you know (laughs) it really is i don't I don't get, because there's not going to, there wasn't rioting out in Texas, uh, uh, I guess to my point, there wasn't rioting out in Texas forest country and hill country and stuff like that. You'd have to get out there first. And if you did, it's it's sort of like, uh, God, what's the uh, shooter? You don't, know, I bury you on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ask, the sheriff doesn't ask questions. You know, like, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, you talk to the sheriff. We know the sheriff. He comes out there, you know. Um, he might have land out there. we're not sure uh he he may purchase some out there, and you know we tell- hey look this is rioters, man. <laughs> nothing I could do. I had to shoot fifty of them <laughs> all right, well, I'll call the coroner. <laughs> y'all boys got any clays <laughs> <laughs> I smell barbecue, y'all eat hell <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, with the coroner
1: bring her for the back out <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean. I, it's it's different speed. It's a different speed out in the middle of the country in Texas. It's it, like somebody from New York or, or something like that. It would be extreme culture shock. The amount of pace, you know, just the pace life is in Texas. You know, when you say, I'll see you all after a while. That could be anywhere from 30 minutes to seven hours. You know, like, uh, you know, I'll be out there. You know, that could be today, Tomorrow. Next day, whatever. Um, the, like well, the well, not, not only that,
1: but once again, Texas is is big.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: I I can hit four separate states in less than an hour if I want
0: to. <laughs> oh hell, yeah, that's not happening. Texas is actually bigger. I've said this many times. Texas is actually bigger than the country of France. Okay. It is the and for those of those you know there's a like a big secessionist movement right now and everything that that Texas is trying to do and I'm like look the United States will never let us go okay there's we feed a significant percentage of the country with our beef there's oil here we have coastline the United States will never let us go we are the second largest and I don't know how many populous state it's not happening
1: they will never let us go. Yeah, but I'll I'll bet you it's your governor is running for president in twenty four.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, probably gonna uh, happen.
1: Uh, unless he unless he gets caught doing something stupid between now and then, he's trying real hard to make himself real popular.
0: Oh man, yeah, and uh, it's it's like well, hey, maybe fix the power grid first. I, I don't know. Um, we all. <laughs> yeah. Would be oh great. that oh that'll never happen. That'll never happen. Happened a week later or something. Like it was, it was ridiculous. He said that. Oh, that's we're totally prepared. That will never ha- that will never happen. Happened a week later. <laughs> on his watch. And I, I'm shivering. <laughs> You know we're shivering in our home. that is 48 degrees. You know before we really got the fire going and all that kind of stuff. And Jenna turns to me and she goes, "I'm sure glad this never happens." <laughs> like yeah, me too. If it did, we'd be cold as hell right now. Uh, yeah, it's 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 what it is. But I did. Um, I, I during the snowmageddon, I did carry the Taurus. I did carry the Taurus in a pocket holster. So hey, you do you do what you can do.
1: Well, it's, it's ever so slightly off topic, but there's one other thing when you're talking about the hogs that that I saw on Instagram of all places, uh, and I'll forward it over to you just because it was one of those ones that makes you go, well, damn. <laughs> um, I, I, with the uh, lack of ability of ammo, I got a little bit back into edged things again. Oh, knives, sure. Swords and stuff of that nature. Uh, and what I saw coming across was somebody a, a knife manufacturer who sent a picture of a rather attractive young woman wearing camo with one of the swords that he made and the hog that she killed with it oh wow she went hog hunting with a sword
0: well that's more balls than all of her have so <laughs> it's more power to you that,
1: that was kind of and and even the um uh, the comment on the thing was uh, any any nasty comments will be deleted. Uh, I'm not talking about whether or not you like or dislike hunting. All I want to talk about is this badass chick who killed a hog with her sword. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's I, look that is that is wife material as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> Like when when emergencies happen, I am glad I'm married to the woman I'm married to because it's like I know I got a partner. <laughs> like if Armageddon happens and the zombies start coming, I got at least a second shooter. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is this is this is brings me great comfort. <laughs>
1: I'm slightly envious on that concept because. In that situation, I'll be the one going, at least bring the phone with you when I ask you to call 911.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, and it was so great because I turned to her when when we were doing this stuff. And I'm like, and I I turned to her and I'm like, you know, maybe we should have a gun, you know, nearby in case something weird happens or anything like that. And she gave me this look like this this confused look she's like like maybe i've had a gun already yeah i've I've had a gun on me since the power went out like it was the second thing i grabbed after my phone and i just i I looked at her and i just went you know what i love you (laughs) there's i knew there was a reason we were together you know She's like I've had a gun the whole time. You know, she's like I've had my 380 the entire time, babe. <laughs> there's there's never been a time in this whole entire Snowmageddon thing I've not been armed. I'm like this is why you're my homie. You know. <laughs> we we see things together, you know. The the shotgun was was ready. I had my tortoise on me. She had the, you know. And it wasn't a problem in or anything, but we had it. You know, they were there. Uh, oh yeah. People do crazy things in emergencies. So, to me, it was very, it was very comforting. <laughs> I know a lot of people that wouldn't be, but for me, it was very comforting.
1: Yeah, because you know, you know, there's at least one neighbor out there going, "Hey, he's got he's got
0: stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe that should be my stuff." Uh, yeah, you come try and take it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope I get to you first because she's not. It's not going to be pleasant if she gets to you. But I just I I was very I, I was very comforted by by the whole situation and hopefully hopefully we pull our head of our collective asses and get uh, get this ammunition you know shortage sorted out soon. I'll try saying that five times fast uh, and we all get back to shooting like we used to because this I, I really think with the amount of gun owners we have right now. It's going to be a great time, I really do. I just hope we can get back to that with some sense of, of normalcy in the next year or so, because I I think that will be. A great and time. I think and I
1: think that's how long it's going to take.
0: I I do too. I just I just don't see it getting any better anytime soon. Like twenty twenty one is not going to be the year of the shooter. It's just not. No. Um, 2022, maybe it'll start to loosen up a little bit, because uh, people who, who avidly shoot, haven't started shooting again yet. Uh, so, uh, once you get that normal flow back in there, I think we'll be a lot better. I well, hope for the best. Hell yes, sir. Do you have anything else? I do not. Right on. Well, we, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for being with us. And we will see you next time. behalf of jake bona and i thank you for listening thank you for downloading if you're interested in more content like this or podcasts check us out at hawksideguns.com thanks again and we'll see you next time